Bass Webb drove to the Bourbon County Detention Center and tried to run over two prison guards, striking one. He told them that he had just cut off his ex-girlfriend's head, Briah Runowicz. After a brief police chase, Webb was taken into custody. While in court, Webb spit in the face of Bourbon District Judge Vanessa Dixon. While incarcerated, the bones of Sabrina Vaughn were discovered. Webb was a former boyfriend and was charged with her murder as well. All told, he is currently serving several sentences for assault and murder in Kentucky. everybody and welcome to true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters this is katie weaver and i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it going oh it has been a whirlwind of a day it's going (laughs) you've been on the dead run haven't you i really have i've had a lot going on it's okay though that's better than not enough to do that also is not a good look for me so Mm. it's okay Mm. I mean, I'm okay with not enough to do, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear that. Well, and we're gearing up for another storm. We are supposed to have 50-mile-an-hour oh winds tomorrow with snow. Ugh. If that really happens, it'll just be, we'll be totally whited out. We well, will. We, everybody yeah, stay home, stay in yeah. conditions. We've already had quite a lot of blizzard, so, mm-hmm. whew. Well, it's a good thing I don't have to go anywhere tomorrow, huh? Right. We'll see. And hopefully everybody's power holds and roofs hold. and Ugh, That's the part. Yeah, the power. Livestock holds. It worries me a lot when we get that cold and that kind of wind. That can drop the windshield well, well below, you know. Oh, yeah. And Way well below zero. zero. Yeah. Yikes. Well, and in fact, you know, we're not too far from the Grand Tetons. And it gets very, very cold in Teton Valley. And a few years ago, there was one night in January where Teton Valley was the coldest place on earth. Yikes. Yep. Colder than the coldest places you can think of. With wind chill, they were something like 40 below. And it was that night the coldest place on the planet of earth. Yeah. We're only like 40 miles from there. I hate that (laughs) because with the wind and when it gets that cold, like there's just nothing... Your furnace can't do it. Nothing can do it. It just permeates everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's great. <laughs> uh, we'll see what, uh, yeah, we'll see what Wednesday brings. So think warm thoughts for us, will you please? <laughs> Thank God for heated blankets and cuddly dogs and cats and right. hot coffee, right? Mm, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Well, we have all kinds to do tonight. So today, tonight, you know, we usually record these at night for the next day. So our our vernacular gets all confused. Yes, this Mm -hmm. is actually Wednesday's case, but we are recording it on Tuesday night. So there you go. That's why we get all mixed up and messed up around here. But Christy, you are going to kick us off tonight with weird crime. Well, of course I am. So I'm going to turn the mic over to you to weird it up. Let's go. heard of McRoberts Williams, the weirdest and possibly dumbest bank robber 
to ever live. No, I have not. Well, okay. (laughs) He robbed a Wells Fargo by sliding a note to a teller. She gave him an untold amount of money. He fled out the door, went right around the corner to the ATM on the building, and deposited the money into his account. (laughs) No shit that happened. Well, Uh, wow. Police found him not far, um, hiding behind a shopping center, and he was arrested for second-degree robbery and probably first-degree stupidity. (laughs) (laughs) Got a real smarty pants on our hands right here. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Someone please call Mensa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That one just... That was hilarious. So I'm going to turn the time right over to you for our lead case today, which is the Bass Webb case, who is another real smarty pants we have going on. So, Oh, my God. You guys, this case blows my mind. I found this case because I am doing a TikTok series right now of uh, Moments in Court, which yes. is having marginal uh, results, frankly, over a TikTok because they keep banning our videos for violence. And threatening our account. So I don't know how much longer this one's going to last, but we'll see. But this instance uh, I found when I was looking at uh, crazy moments in court. And you'll you'll learn why here shortly. But we're talking about Bass Webb. Bass Webb is a murderer from Kentucky. And Bass, it all started actually in 2003 though he wasn't arrested and charged with anything until several years later. But in 2003, he had a friend, girlfriend named Sabrina Vaughn. Sabrina was a mom with a seven-year-old daughter, and she was 29 years old, and she had been hanging out with him and some of his creepy-ass friends, and she disappeared vanished. And she kind of had a habit of taking off for a few days. And so they don't really know how long she was gone before her brother-in-law finally reported her missing. And the uh, days turned into weeks and weeks turned into years. And she was never found. That was in 2003. Well, between 2003 and 2008, or 2009, sorry, Bass Webb was in and out of prison for various uh, charges that really were all stemmed around violence, assault. Uh, I think he had some drug charges. He was just a hot mess. He was awful Mm -hmm. and had basically wasted his entire 20s just in and out of incarceration. So when he was 31 in 2009, He pulls up to the Bourbon County uh, jail and tries to run over two security guards. Actually does run over one of them. And there's a little car chase with the police and they nab him and he tells them that he has just cut his ex-girlfriend's head off and they really ought to go and gather her up before her children wake up. Oh my God. 
And this is his way of turning himself in? Apparently. What the? <laughs> Holy so, crap. The ex-girlfriend's name was Briya Runewicks. And Briya was a former Bourbon County Jail employee. She was studying to become a law enforcement officer, and she had a job with Homeland that was supposed to start three days before she, or after she died. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Here's the thing. Bass Webb had been in Bourbon County Jail. And at the time she was working there. Now, oh, this is a brilliant way to find a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's no proof that that's how they met, but there's speculation that that is how they met. But mm-hmm. they only dated for a couple of months. And her apologies her, for my dogs. Oh, well, uh, what, she had a seven year old and an eight year old daughter. And one of her daughter's dads died. And it was a really upsetting time. And she was grieving his death and, you know, going through the death process with her children. Well, Bass didn't like this. He was very jealous about it. And, you know, as it turned out, lo and behold, Bass turned into a real asshole. I know. Big surprise. Turned into one. (laughs) So she broke up with him. Oh. Well, that wasn't good enough. So he came by one night and he viciously sexually assaulted her and cut off her head and left her lifeless uh, body and head on the couch. Oh, my God. And then, of course, heads over to the uh, Bourbon County Detention Center where he tries to run over some police or, or some security guards, some employees there, and then, you know, has a thing with the police. That is, I mean... What? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So look at me trying to make sense of the behavior of a psychopath. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, of course, he's charged with some assault charges for doing that. Um, He did hit and injure one of them and an attempted murder charge for that. Well, when he's arraigned, they take him into court and he's just a really belligerent jerk to just everybody, you know. Yeah. But he most particularly absolutely hates any kind of law or, uh, you know, authority when it comes to the law. And he's really belligerent with the judge. He's really belligerent, particularly with female judges. So I'm going to show you a short clip of what happens when he comes into court. left the judge temporarily without words and left Bass Webb, the man who's in the face of Judge Vanessa Dixon, with additional charges. Before this rash action occurred, the judge had some strong words of her own to share with the man accused of attempted murder. The action clearly takes the judge by surprise. After initially dismissing Webb, the judge makes Webb stand and watch. She wipes the spit from her face. Then Dixon tells him she's seen enough. Police say Webb is the man behind the wheel in the surveillance video from the Bourbon County Jail, which shows a car barreled down on two jailers, hitting and nearly killing them. Webb is also a suspect in the murder of Bria Runowitz. 
And there you go. That's wow. our that's our genius. What an asshole. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm thrilled that this was a female judge for him, though. Like, yeah, stick it up there, man. I mean, no. Yeah. yeah. There's some good yeah. justice in that, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he actually pleads guilty. This is what's crazy. Then he pleads guilty to the murder of Briar, which I mean he did, you know, confess to it. Yeah. But you know, after all of his contempt for law enforcement, he actually goes ahead and pleads guilty to this one, which is crazy. But whatever, fine. So he gets a bunch of sentences. He gets 10 <laughs> years for third degree assault. Of- yeah. He gets 20 years for attempted murder for the prison guards. He gets 17 years for another attempted murder of the prison guards. And then uh, in Amphibria, he gets 50 years. What did he get for spitting on the judge? Uh, I don't know if he got anything. They might not have actually. I I never could find anything else from that. I mean, usually that is a charge. She did say charge him when it happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so here's what's wild then. So this happens in 2009, right? Mm -hmm. Well, in 2010, an inmate who's trying to save their own ass tells authorities that they know where Sabrina Vaughn is buried. Oh, my God. And they take them there. And they excavate this plot of land, and they start pulling up human bones. And in fact, it is Sabrina Vaughn. So Sabrina Vaughn went missing in 2003 and 2010. Her remains are found. Here's the crazy thing. They knew it was Webb all along. They just didn't have enough to charge him. Sure. They had suspected him. They had questioned him. They had had their eye on him the whole time, but they just didn't have enough to charge him. They'd watched him do all this other shit, you know, but they didn't really have enough. So, lo and behold, they finally are able to charge him. And in May 2017, he is finally convicted for the murder of Sabrina Vaughn. Wow. Which is pretty amazing. However, per state law, he cannot, a person can't be in prison for more than 50 years. Really? So, and he's actually eligible for for parole in 20. Think about how terrifying that is. That's very terrifying. But considering his behavior, I cannot imagine that the parole board's ever going to let this fool out. Well, he screwed himself really good. We'll talk about that. But I wanted to look at those charges just a little bit. So 37 years in 09, 15 years in 2010, 50 years in 20, or 15 in 2010, 50 in 2011, life in prison in 2011, and then in 2017, an additional murder charge. But all told, I, in that state, you can only be in prison for 50 years. Wow. And he was sentenced initially at, at 32 years old. So life in prison cannot be more than 50 years? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's scary. I mean, that would put him in his mid-80s if he were to be released. Right. But eligible for parole in 20. But, as we have said, Bass is not the sharpest earthworm in the box. 
Can we say it like that? Okay. Uh, I've never heard that one before, but. Well, every time I look him up, I get a bunch of pictures of bass fish. <laughs> oh, like, oh, the fish. Of course. Yes. Got it. Got it. So we got to talk about the tattoos. Can we please? Because, because what the hell? I do not think he'll ever receive parole. I guess if he grows his hair out and tries to cover him up, but there's lots of pictures of him. Mm-hmm. So this genius shows up in court after he's already been convicted. This was in like, I think it was in 2017 when he, or sometime around that time when he shows back up in court that mm-hmm. he has this situation tattooed on his head. Well, what is it? It's a list. It says kill rats. And then there's a scroll. Somebody in the jail is really doing it up with the spawn there. Apparently uh, they really are. Yeah. Uh, then there's a scroll tattooed on his head that is a kill list. And here's who's on the kill list. All judges, all prosecutors, all cops, the media. And then we have rat number one that's slashed off, like marked off the list. Rat number two. Rat number three. And then at the bottom, it says, and many more. And then there's a bunch of other weird shit. But this is the part that's really important, I think. Mm -hmm. But here's, to me, what really jumps out is, who's rat number three? Yeah. Because he's only been convicted of two. He's only been charged with two. So he's trying to flaunt the fact that he's actually killed three people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really interesting because you have to really wonder... He killed his first victim that we know of, Sabrina, in 2003. And he killed Briah in 2009. That is six years. And he was incarcerated for some of that period of time. Mm -hmm. But it was always fairly short stints. That is a pretty wide span. And he did go to prison then in 2009 and has never been back out. So who else did he kill between 2003 and 2009? Right. He need to be running his DNA against a whole lot of stuff. Right. And also his dumbass friends, because yeah. it was, it looks like it was either a former Sully or a friend. He knew exactly where she was, which makes uh, you think that he probably helped bury her, you know? Right. Yeah. Why did he know that specific? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But this picture in particular just really brought me a bit of joy. <laughs> oh, a spit mask. How nice. Mm-hmm. That's a spit mask. Doesn't he look ridiculous in it? Yeah, I hope he he's sure got like does. the biggest jacket. Yep. Oh, I can't hear you. Lost your sound there for a moment. Katie's having a technical difficulty moment. So I'll just talk over it and talk about how Bass Webb looks like such a jackass in that stupid spit mask. <laughs> Still can't hear you. Nope. <laughs> Uh-oh. Something has occurred, you guys. But that's okay. Let's take a moment to chuckle at uh, Bass Webb here because he thinks he's a badass, but he's not anymore, is he? What a creep. I cannot imagine spitting on a judge like that is just wow crazy 
crazy scary that somebody would be that hateful and that defiant. They can you hear me somebody. now? Yes, I can. They are not somebody that should ever enter society again. So there you go. I mean, is it possible that at some point we're going to find out uh, that there are more charges? I think it's very possible. I, I Yeah. I mean, he's either just really fronting to make himself look big that he's mm -hmm. had more than two victims or there is something out there. Mm -hmm. So, And also, can this fool really, really keep his nose clean in prison? No. I can't imagine. No way in hell he's keeping his nose clean in prison. Yeah. No. I wouldn't think so either. So anyway, there's that uh, genius for you, Basswed. The monster. The fool. I... There was actually an, uh, a crime show that did a, an interview with his mother. Actually, she's done quite a few interviews. And mm -hmm. she uh, she says that he was troubled. He was always troubled. And that they tried and tried to get him help. And mm -hmm. just couldn't get, nothing worked, nothing got through to this kid. Mm -hmm. um, she's just devastated and overwhelmed by the crimes that he's committed, but also, you know, <laughs> was helpless to, yeah, and just helpless to stop him from, mm -hmm. from what he was doing. That's you awful. Know? That's such a hole in our system. Well, it is. And, you know, we see some killers that really just come from horrific backgrounds where it's just not that big of a surprise that they ended up on the path they did. But it doesn't seem like that's the case in his life. Mm -hmm. It is one mm -hmm. of those that you go, was he just born this evil? Was he just born this bad? Some people are just wired wrong. They just uh, yeah, are. They just are. You know, I, I worked in a group foster home where we had a lot of boys. And I saw boys like this that I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm going to see that kid on the news when he's an adult, mm -hmm. you know, trying to help them, trying, you know, trying to help their parents. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's very hard. To, what do you do with a child like that? You know, there yeah. are systems for them, but, you know, when they turn 18 or 21, they're, you know, a lot of times they age out of things. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. I've met some kids that I've later on seen in the news that I'm not yeah. surprised about at all, unfortunately. I know. Very sad. And sad for their victims that oh my God. didn't see it coming. No. Yep. Yeah. Well, and in the case of his victims, they both had little girls in, around the ages of seven and eight Oof. that were left without mothers. With Bria, my God, those little children were there. They were in the house when this happened. You know, I, I can't imagine that there's anything that this idiot wouldn't do. I know. I think it's a miracle that those little girls were safe, that he yeah. didn't hurt them while he was at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Christy, I'm going to turn the mic over to you for a little bit of creepy crime. It is creepy crime time. Do you know about the disappearance of Bobby Dunbar? Ooh, I do. This is a pretty famous story, mm -hmm. but it has an ending that you might not know about. So, uh, Bobby Dunbar went missing uh, when he was about four years old and then was returned after about eight months. 
And that is because uh, investigators found this child in the hands of a name of a man named William Cantwell Walters. This was in North Carolina. And when Bobby Dunbar's parents saw this child, they said, yes, this is our son. Mm -hmm. And William Walters and a woman named Julia Anderson Mm -hmm. insisted that this was not Bobby Bobby Dunbar, but was Julia Anderson's son named Bruce. Yeah. So Julia could not afford a lawyer. They were very poor, and the court eventually ruled in the favor of the Dunbars. I mean, why would the Dunbars be claiming this child to be theirs if he wasn't theirs, right? right? So they did get custody of him, and they lived out. He lived out the remainder of his life as Bobby Dunbar and thought that's mm-hmm. who he was. Well, guess what? <laughs> in 2004, there was some DNA done just to establish, you know, was he, in fact, Bobby Dunbar? And guess what? No, he was not. No. He was not a blood relative of the Dunbar family at all. Nope. And he it was Bruce. That he was, in fact, Bruce Anderson. And that Julia Anderson's son had been stolen from her. And she was yep. never able to get him back. And they believe yep. that, you know, Bobby Dunbar is dead. Yep. Is that the creepiest crap ever? Mm-hmm. Like, what was, why would the Dunbars say, yeah, that's our kid? He was only missing for eight months. Yeah. After eight months, you don't know the difference between your four-year-old and somebody else's four-year-old? Well, and there were things like, there were scars that the real Bobby Dunbar had from like significant injuries and things that Bruce Anderson did not have. Right. Like, there was plenty of proof. At the time that this was not Bobby Dunbar. But his parents could afford the attorney. They could afford to go to court and argue it. And also, that mother, his, that Bruce Anderson's mother was living out of wedlock. Like it wasn't a good situation. The the uncle was a home man that he was hanging out with. Mm -hmm. But why would the Dunbars want a kid that wasn't their kid? I, so freaking weird to me if they were just so traumatized by all of this mm-hmm. so desperate to get their child back that they were just this was their kid and now they were just going to move on i think so because what happened to poor bobby dunbar well bobby everyone dunbar died looking. yeah well yeah of course he did but yeah everyone stopped looking because right they said bruce was bobby i just found that mm-hmm. creepy as hell and i knew that story from before but mm-hmm. it was one to bring up like yeah this is what dna technology does for us these days mm-hmm. you know you think about a situation like that now the first thing they would do is dna yeah let's make sure this kid is really your kid you know yeah. but that poor kid he was bruce yeah and they just told him he was bobby and he was four you know right he and so have been he any just wiser. lived his whole life as Bobby Dunbar, having mm-hmm. no idea that he was not living with his own family. And his poor, broken-hearted mother, who his just poor, had her oh child stolen God. from her. God, it's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought that fit as creepy crime. It was very creepy. Agreed. Yeah. Well, guys, this is our Wednesday case. So, we will be back tonight with case updates. And boy, are there some. Little Marky Mm -hmm. Means has finally taken to Twitter. 
Um, <laughs> we all knew he would. We all knew it. And yep, I've got the screenshots to prove it. <laughs> yes. Uh, the prosecutors had a little to say about Mark as well. There's some interesting stuff there. And in some of our other cases, too, there's plenty to talk about. So mm-hmm. we will be back at 7 p.m. Mountain Time with case updates. So thank you so much mm-hmm. for being here. Like, subscribe. And if you want more true crime, go over and join our Patreon. We do have a true crime pa- a paranormal page on Patreon. And for a, just, a, it's pretty nominal, I think. Well, I know it is. It is nominal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can become a part of that and start partaking of, you know, more cases that we put up over there that are specifically for our Patreon crowd. Mm-hmm. Also, if you would like us to cold read a case for you, all you have to do is join our subscription on YouTube. All you have to do is subscribe. It's $4.99 a month to be a part of that. And mm-hmm. there's one night a month where you get to come to the cold read party and we'll read a case. You can bring a case, just write up a paragraph about it, throw it up in the chat room and we'll cold read it for you. So lots of ways to kind of get in on a little more true crime with us and a little more of, you know, the work that we do. So that's fun. And we'd love to have you there. And all you have to do is join and we'll let you know when that night is. It's coming right up. Yes, it is. It's coming up on the third Tuesday of the month. So yeah, watch for that. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. All righty, guys. Thanks for being here. You have been listening to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody.